Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Underwear, armpit hair, many imitators, but no one compares. Badass Women's Hour XL with Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton on Talk Radio. One, two, three, four! Welcome to the Badass Women's Hour podcast. Three women, one podcast, and a whole load of badass. Each week, we round up the best bits from our talk radio show, Badass Women's Hour, and bring it to you with me, Harriet Minter, and this week, Claudia Liza Amar. Now, if you're a woman in the creative sector, this week's guests are really going to appeal. We speak to one woman who created a coven, actually, for freelance creatives in the millennial generation about why she did it, why community is important, and how, as freelancers, we can all live happier working lives. Plus, we meet absolute living legend Jude Kelly, Founder of the Women of the World Festival, she has brought women from across the globe together to celebrate, inspire, and champion for change. She's amazing, and we're lucky to have her. Are you a female freelancer? Are you working from home right now? Not working from home on Saturday night, hopefully. That is freelance life. But, freelance life, isn't it? Really, yeah. uh, <laughs> but if you're feeling a bit lonely, then don't worry, because we have found a group that can bring you together to cast a little bit of magic. Uh, the Coven Girl Gang is the new place for freelance women from the millennial generation. And we are joined by Safar Bates, the founder of it. Hello, Safar. Hi, thanks for having me. Um, first of all, we love the name. Thank you. I mean, I love a coven, love a good hexing, all great. Uh, why did you decide to start it? So at the time, uh, it was about a year and a half ago now, I was running a florist. I ran that full time by myself and I just didn't realise how isolating it was going to be to work mm. by myself. I just spent all day by myself and I was like, oh my God, I need people to talk to or I'm going to go crazy. And then I started to think, you know, maybe there's other people that feel the same. Like maybe that's not just me. Um, so I decided to try and create a platform um, that would bring people together, a space where you could sort of find like a support network and have like a good chat, but you could do it all via your phone or your computer so you can carry on working you can get your stuff done and like no matter where you are you could like catch up with people so how does it work exactly so um you sign up via the website you get your own login details we've got like two separate areas we've got like a members area where we do like lots of business stuff so if you're like a startup or you're trying to scale up a business or you're a freelancer trying to you can go then get, out, get advice yeah see like what, what other people tax. have done okay yeah okay. um and there's like a directory and you can search by like uh you can search by location and you can search by name or industry 
Um, and then the other half of it is our community where you go, you log in, and then you can just literally, like, chat. And what do people generally coming to you, what are they looking for? Is it advice and mentoring? Because I get lots of people emailing me being like, I've just got a quick question, and I actually have a sort of bank of quick questions that people ask me all the time. I can just fire back the answer on it. Is it that support and advice, or is it community? It's mainly community, to be Mm. honest. I I mean... I think everybody, I always say that community is the, what we lead with and the advice is something that follows. The advice is just there when you need it because it always crops up and you're like, oh my God, like, how do I answer this? What do I do? Mm-hmm. But the community is the main aspect, the fact that you're building yourself and joining a support network and you've got people for like the good days and you've got people for the not so good days. And you've built it into a business. So you charge people for membership. It starts at £10, goes up to £10 a month. Is that right? Uh, It's £15 a month upwards. That's a great business idea there. Thank you. How have you found running that and growing it? What have you learnt? Wow, lots. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not my first rodeo. So I already had some business knowledge under my belt. Um, But... uh, a lot. I mean, we've grown really quickly, a lot quicker than I anticipated. Um, and it's just, yeah, I mean, I've had to learn to be very organised and I've had to learn to scale a business whilst still having... A, when you've got a community, it's really important that you don't lose that community feel. And it's really important to me that people feel safe and they feel comfortable and they feel like they can have a chat, you know, without mm. worrying about, too many, you know, who's in there. And that's mm-hmm. like been a really hard balance and you say it's for the instagram generation because instagram and other um, social media sites has really changed the game in terms of accessibility in terms of what uh, what anybody with a man or woman uh, can know in terms of starting up a business what do you mean though when you're saying for the instagram generation how has it changed things for the kind of women who sign up for you as a business yeah. as a business owner I mean, it's, uh, I, owe, I owe quite a lot to Instagram, to be honest. Oh. I mean, I, it's a love-hate thing, but I've grown both my businesses using the platform, so I'm never one to say anything too bad because I'm <laughs> like, I need you guys. So, so what's the love? Um, the love is, is very much that I can access so many people, you know. We've now got members in, I think it's like 11 cities around the world, and that would never have been wow. possible if I didn't have a social platform that reached those people. It would just have been me in Essex, mm. like... <laughs> Hi, friends, you know? <laughs> so the hate. It's, uh, it's well, it's a similar thing to Facebook, isn't it? It's a bit like brag book, isn't it? Like it sometimes oh, gets a little bit... Oh, tell me about it. That's oh, what I, I hate. Like, do you find that a bit awkward when you're like, oh, I I'm... hate that. Look at my wonderful life, living the best life, Instagram pictures my versus favorite you know, real is, life. I've yeah. got a secret project that I can't tell you about. I have done that, where I've yeah. had a secret project that I want to tell people about, but I can't. They're like, why? If you can't tell me about it, why are you putting it here? <laughs> I also, I'm also worried about making other people feel bad who might not have achieved, you know, what you've achieved and just throwing it in their face. But, but and without the full story, as in, i.e., I could have been in your situation or in a worse yeah. predicament. But when it comes to growing a business, it seems, as you've alluded to, it's now a must. Yeah, I think so. As long as I think the main thing with that is as long as your audience are there. So sometimes Instagram's seen as maybe like the cooler platform out mm. of like sort of Facebook, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And it pays off though. Can it pay off? I think so. It's free advertising, isn't it? If you use it right, you're getting yourself in front of 
potentially millions of people, which mm. is something that you'd have to pay, you know, I was going to say the, the olden days. Um, but back in the day... That's what my daughter would say. Yeah. <laughs> I've got 15 year old. CL sorry. and I are like, you know what, yesterday? <laughs> She'd be like, oh, mummy, when, when they had DVD players, those crazy back times. In, back in but the they days. did they have colour TV. But you would have had to pay a hell of a lot of money to reach that number of mm. people, you know. You would have mm. had to do TV advertising or radio advertising, and that's way out of many startups league. So the, the coven is, as its name suggests, for women. Mm-hmm. Why specifically just for women? Well, I get asked this a lot, you know. To me, I think the way, the, the, the support that, it's really hard to do this without stereotyping everyone because we don't all fit into the same boxes. But ultimately, men and women communicate in very different ways and they, the way that they, the support that they need is, is very different. So as women a lot of us really like to have a conversation, to have people to talk to, and community is really important to us and support networks are really important to us. It's why we're all always in our, like, WhatsApp group chats and, you know, we want to chat about the latest text we've just got or, you know, whatever it is. And I think men or a lot of men in business tend to do things a bit differently, you know? They they don't want to sit in a community online and ask people what their thoughts are on their idea. They're just going to go and pitch it to someone and see what the results are. It's a really tricky one, you know. Does anything like this exist for men that you know of? Um, no, not not that's community-led. Or, but now I'm going to be that annoying person because we, we are trying to do something. I was going to say, is there, <laughs> um, there be something in it? Because this is something you, that yeah. we've been asked so many times. Um, but that's, you know, quite a long way off for us at the moment. We're sort of testing it at the moment. So have you have you given up? that day job you said you're working as a florist is this now full-time for you yeah i i closed my i decided to close my florist two months in because the coven was making enough money to wow. support me that's incredible thank you that amazing. And, and so right now um you've got more than 950 women signed up to this mm-hmm. in fact no you are so successful there's a waiting list Cool, yes, blimey. I'm, I'm nodding yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it radio <laughs> If people want to be part of it, how can they join? How do you even get on the waiting list? And what is the criteria? So there's no criteria. So we are very much, I was really adamant that I didn't want criteria. I didn't want to be picking people because this is about the people that need community. So it's their choice to join us, not our choice to accept. Um, But to join, you literally go to the website, you add your name and your email to the wait list and we open doors four times a year and we let in a certain number of members each time. And it's just first come, first serve. It's a a bit of a madhouse on the day. So we tend to open doors at 8 a.m. and they tend to be gone um, within 24 hours. So we last last opened doors uh, 31st of October. Um, We had 500 spaces and, yeah, they went within 24 hours. Why is that? Why is it you only have a a certain number of spaces? Why not just open it for surely that it could be more lucrative if you open it, if there are more than 500 people who want to sign up? But, yeah, why do you... Definitely. Why is there that limit? I mean, I'm always tempted, don't get me wrong. Like, when you do the maths, it's like, oh, we just let all of those in. But for me, that's how I maintain that community feel. That's how I maintain that feeling of safety because when we do it in small increments, we can gradually introduce new people. They can get to know everyone. Our older members can get to know them. And it doesn't feel 
as intense. I think if you just let in 2,000 people, that no longer feels like a safe environment, a safe space to share. Maybe you feel like you have less control as well if, in terms of the tone you want to have, what, yeah, what kind of community spirit you want to have. Yeah, and for me, I really like to try and get to know the members as much as possible. Obviously, I can't know everybody on a really well, really well, <laughs> Jesus, a really good basis, but... I do like to try and, you know, keep in touch with everyone. I send a weekly email on a Monday to everybody. Um, and that gives me a chance to see who's in there, see the industries that we've got. And if a freelancer is listening to this and thinking, I do feel quite alone at work, but I'm not sure how I go about, I guess, making new friends, what would be your advice to them? One thing you'd suggest, other than obviously get on yeah. the waiting list. <laughs> I think it's about being brave. Um, I think the older we get, the harder it is to make new friends. And I like the fact that now we're starting to talk about loneliness and isolation. And I think you, you have to reach out to people because I think sometimes we sit there and we hope that somebody will reach out to us. So be brave, you know, whether that's the next time you're in the coffee shop and you see someone else that you see quite regularly and you might just introduce yourself. And, you know, they might not be into it, but they might turn around and have a chat and, you know, that might be the start of that friendship. I have been trying this. I've been trying to make friends with this incredibly brilliantly dressed man in my local coffee shop. He always comes in like amazing hats friends, and great Harry, coats. Are you sure friends. about that? No, friends. I mean, I'm quite definitely friends. I feel like I'm very much not his type. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> fair enough. Scratch that. <laughs> I mean, always on the lookout, but no. Um, except now I feel like we've gone slightly past and he just thinks I'm stalking him because I'm always so excited to see him. I'm like, Aww. hi, how are you? What's happening? Um, I'll but be maybe your friend, one day. Harry. I have Thanks. no friends. We'll Thanks. Be friends. Come join it. That'd be great. <laughs> So, yeah, um, please. Come into it. Can we be part of the coven? Come on, we're not going in no waiting list for us. Straight we'll, in. we'll talk about it. <laughs> so, thank you so much. If people want to find the coven and have a look at it, where should they be looking? Either on our website, which is www.thecovengirlgang.com, or we are the Coven Girl Gang on Instagram as well. So, thank you so much for joining us. The Badass Women's Hour is Harriet Minter, Natalie Campbell, and Emma Sexton. Three women, one podcast, and a whole load of badass. As long as Mercury isn't in retrograde. We are very excited to be joined in the studio by Dame Jude Kelly. Hello, welcome to Badass Women's Hour. Good evening. Hour. Hello, hello. Jude, thank you so much for joining us. Um, for anyone who doesn't know you, you are an icon to me because you are the kind of creative genius that made the South Bank Centre so amazing and also the founder of a kind of highlight of my calendar, the WOW Festival Women of the World. I love it because it's sort of a long weekend of sheer joy and celebration and exuberance created by and for women. But for anyone who hasn't been, how would you sum it up? Uh, well, you just summed it up really, really well. Oh, yay! <laughs> I mean, basically, I started the festival. It'll be 10 years old next year in, wow. in March. And I basically said, if you're a woman, you know a woman, or you uh, refer to yourself as a woman, it's for you. And I really wanted to say, look, there's so many things that we can celebrate about what women and girls have achieved across, you know, the whole of history. It's, it's completely amazing what women have done. Uh, untold, unsung, too often. Um, but, you know, it, it's celebrating all of those stories. At the same time, it's getting our stamina and our optimism up to keep on moving forward and saying, look, the job's not done. Can we just acknowledge the fact that we haven't got equality and make that something that we're really excited about changing and quickly? 
That's so interesting when you say we acknowledge that we haven't got equality and it's 2020. Mm-hmm. What does that mean when we say we don't have equality? Because I'm sure lots of people listening will be like, but we do, surely we do. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is that the reason I'm able to sit here with the, with the fantastic uh, introduction you just given me is because, you know, somebody got girls the vote, somebody got girls education, somebody got girls birth control, somebody reckoned that girls could do many, many things. But the barriers haven't come down on everything yet by any means and people are still auditioning for all kinds of top jobs medium jobs they're auditioning for equal pay and still not getting it um and you know if you just think about maternal responsibility when not everybody has a child everybody wants a child not everybody can have a child but nevertheless anybody who has one will know that things change radically once that happens because you know you are juggling work life in a completely different way the expectations on mothers are very different than they are on fathers and you know and you will be much poorer than you you would be as a man because you will have less pension investment all kinds of things like that so that's you know to to say that we think we're equal a lot of young people think they're equal because they haven't yet hit the, the complexity of mm. the world. But mm. once they do, they, they realise that's not the case. And then if you add into that other factors, I mean, I'm a white woman, so I have my entitlement in place as, mm-hmm. as work, in a world that is clearly racist, in a world that is clearly ableist. In a, well, in don't a world tell Lawrence Fox that. <laughs> I, I Honestly, I'm really shocked by Lawrence Fox, what he did on, on, New, on uh, Question Time the I. other day. Mm. But um, so the thing is that when you hear... Women, I mean, the reason it's women of the world is because all over the world, women are asking these questions about, well, you know, when will we have equality? And of course, you can look at the, the toughest tribal communities, uh, you know, in, in Pakistan and say, well, that's inequality writ large. But you can also look at the recent scandal in Manchester about those poor young girls uh, looked over completely, like not attended to mm. at all, because people just view girls as insignificant and if they're getting involved in sexual activity and they're obviously groomed people just can write them off you know as slags I mean let's use that Mm. word that is how people have viewed them so we we have inequality in terms of attitude we have inequality in terms of the pressure on body shape on always having to sort of look good most of our of the advertising directed at women is about you know how we dress how we make up etc cetera, etc cetera. and and the work life balance is completely out of kilter for most women in terms of you you clearly so so passionate in terms of what still needs to be done mm. to make the changes so that we do get that equality what do you think where does that even begin? Well, first of all, I think the reason I said it was a festival because I wanted to say, look, this is for everyone. It's not a symposium, it's not a conference. You know, you haven't got to speak a particular language or have particular knowledge. It's just to bring your own life and your own life experience in alongside other women and go, well, let's compare notes on certain things. So we have um, conversations and, and workshops about everything from, you know, how to get a pay rise to how to discuss infertility. You know, there's lots of taboo subjects that women have have begun to feel more confident about talking about. You You have to sort of begin on whatever subject you think matters to you. So, you know, just looking at you as a woman of colour, uh, I think year two we did the politics of Afro hair. It was an enormously wow. important subject. That would have been eight years ago. Eight years ago we started talking about that. In terms of website viewing, online viewing, it was one of our biggest hits. And because something which sounds... 
Well, it's, it's not trivial, but it, it, it sounds slight compared yeah. to, you know, the history of slavery. But mm. actually, it, in it lies so many of the issues that go down to, you know, who, whose beauty are we referring to when we define ourselves, you know, as beautiful? Um, other sessions that are about, um, you know... I don't know, how to have an orgasm, you know, the fact that are you allowed to talk about your sexual pleasure? And who is allowed to talk about sexual pleasure? Can sexual pleasure be included if you are, a, you know, a follower of Islam, if you are, a, um, you know, a, a, a devout Jew? What, what are the issues around sexual pleasure and faith? So there's lots, there's so many subjects to cover and they're all fascinating. Um, Dieting, you know, is that something that women are just paying a fortune into mm -hmm. an industry for mm -hmm. in order to have a particular kind of body shape? This is the Badass Women's Hour podcast. You can get in touch on all the socials on at Badass Women's Hour. We will be back after this. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Before the break, we were talking about the South Bank Festival's uh, Women of the World Festival mm. being about bringing in all the different aspects mm. of being a woman literally from across the globe. Yeah, from across the globe and all ages. Mm. You know, mm. I think we, do, we have an under-10s feminist corner, which every year is absolutely packed. And, <laughs> and you know, what, we, what people perhaps don't realise is that we're, we're now in 20 countries... Mm. And in those 20 countries, the WOW Festival is, is identical in its framework, but obviously all the content is developed locally. Um, so every country has under-10s feminist corners. So, you know, you'll see, you'll go to um, Bangladesh and there'll be an under-10s feminist corner. You'll go to Baltimore, there'll be an under-10s feminist corner. So, so, and since we've been going for a number of years, we've tracked what it's... These, like, you know, eight-year-olds that began with us then, then they'll often join in as, as what we call wowsers, which is young women mm. projects, and then they'll end up being 18, 19, 20, etc. And it's incredible to realise that all over the world, girls, young girls, 
are in playgrounds, in schools, some of them being told that they still can't do things and some of them being given great dollops of empowerment, but all of them really anxious and interested to know how do they change the course of history so they don't end up feeling as if they're second class? It's, it's. I mean, so, you know, and for, oh, you know, we have women there who are like in their 80s, 90s as well, who've seen several waves of feminism, may not mm. even have called themselves a feminist ever, but nevertheless, you know, they're perhaps their grandmothers, sometimes great-grandmothers, and you, you also feel from them this, like, curiosity about not just how has progress been made but the loop backs on progress so if you take things like sexting if you look at the kind of sexual harassment yep. in the playground that that girls are now experiencing mm -hmm. if you look at the pressure of social media of likes you know things that you think which which we didn't have i mean i'm pretty sure that the three of us in the studio didn't have that same level of intensity when we were eight-year-olds nine-year-olds definitely so there are things that are still going on to do with being a girl or being a woman. And so each generation has a new story to tell, really. And the older generation are, are kind of both amazed by the change and the confidence that some girls have got and also really frightened about what's still being done if you're a girl. And as you said, you're, you're now in 20 countries. You've reached what, more than 2 million women around the world. Yeah. How, how has WOW impacted women? You spoke a little bit about it. Just talk a little bit more about yeah, how you've changed women's lives? Well, I think there are very few places, if any, where so many different kinds of women come together and can be valued for their different experiences. Um, you know, you have conferences on professional, I don't know, corporate women, you have conferences on uh, perhaps medical health or conferences on law, but this kind of idea of putting together the experiences of women, uh, both domestically, socially and professionally, all in one place, that's, that's never done. Mm. And so... I think that the, 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 the sense of looking around and understanding that you're allowed to join your whole life up, you haven't got to divide it up into little bits and try to live one bit and keep another bit hidden, that's made an enormous change to the confidence of women to talk about themselves. What, what do you mean uh, in terms of the stages of a well, woman's life? Yeah, or? well, partly being able to learn about the stages of your life by, mm. by going back and forth, learning from older women Other or learning women. from younger mm. girls. Um, conversations you wouldn't have with your daughter, you can have with mm. girls of 14, uh, wow, conversations that you wouldn't have with your mother, you know, etc. So there's a, there's a kind of great breadth of experience on offer. But also, you know, if you are a woman in Rio and you have to deal with the inordinate amount of uh, violence against women that there is there, and then you find out, actually, do you know, there's a huge amount of violence in the UK, there's a huge amount of violence in America. In other words, there is no country that is sort of pristine and free of the things that patriarchy has created. I mean, once you have a power structure that says some people have to, have to be more equal than others because that's the way of the world that we've defined, then how does that demonstration of power play out? It can play out with great violence, it can play out with patronising, mm. it can play out with just exclusion. There's lots of ways of it playing out. So I think you women need the language to understand that it's not about them. It's not that they're at fault. It's mm. not that they're... And it makes them feel much less lonely. Mm. Women in, in what you might call developing countries suddenly realise actually they have a lot in common and also that they're finding solutions that actually can be of real use somewhere else in the world. So it's, it's a much flatter landscape for women. I think we need to you know, move out of the idea that we are on a hierarchy from the developing, developed world downwards and actually say, no, we are on the same plane, all of us, all 
dealing with inequality and looking to each other for mm. how we make the best advances. You said it's been 10 years next year mm. from when you started the WOW Festival. What do you think have been things that have changed in those 10 years and what would you like to see change in the next 10? So when I started WOW, mm. people were kind of saying to me, but, you know, we've sort of done feminism, haven't we? I mean, <laughs> by the way, I don't call it feminist. I mean, I am a feminist. Yeah. But I just basically say if you're a woman, uh, you, you, you identify as a woman or you know a woman, it's for you. Because feminism is a, is a word that still has um, complications around it, yeah. especially in other parts of the world, and mm. especially, you know, the whole debate about whether it's white feminism or whether mm -hmm. it really can be global feminism. So... When I started it, people were saying, well, we don't need it anymore in this country. We sort of are equal. Well, wow, that has changed a lot since then. That was before Malala was shot, before yeah. Boko Haram captured the kids, before Me Too movement, before Black Lives Matter, before the Delhi rape, all of which have produced incandescent levels of rage in people. It wasn't that those things weren't already happening. Of course they were. But something about the moment in time that's collected up these different things... Um, has changed the, the conversation for many more, what I would call, you know, ordinary women who don't think of themselves as activists. And it's turned a lot of girls and women into activists. And I think that the addition, actually, interestingly enough, of climate change and is, is another element whereby women are beginning to say, actually... All this business about, like, fiscal growth, you know, all this business about ambition and drive, you know, we can do all of those things, but actually, is that the sanest way that the world should operate? Or should we be looking at justice in a, in a different way? Um, and I, I, I really want women to move beyond the idea of just having conversations about how to solve the issue about being a woman and, and bring our understanding of the world with its complexity and the amount of of injustice that we've seen and witnessed or experienced and apply it to other aspects of the world as well. So this isn't about, like, just getting women to level up with men. This is about bringing more thinking, more complex intersectional thinking into the world. It really sounds like you've learned a lot about being a woman, if that makes sense. I think that's absolutely true. I mean, you know, I'm an older woman and I've always thought of myself as somebody who supported girls and women because I am one and I'm one of four daughters... But since I started WOW, because I've met so many different kinds of women, and so you're constantly being educated, you're recalibrating where you yeah. stand in the world. You know, a word I really dislike is inclusion, because it usually means I'm included naturally, and I'm going to sort of include some other people. <laughs> I, I hope to be included in as many lives of girls and women as possible. But, you know, I have to earn my spurs in lots of different contexts. And you do that really by educating yourself. Julie Kelly, thank you so much. We have been educated by you and we thank learned from you. you. Thank so, you for all so your work. Much. It's been a joy having you here on Badass Women's Hour. Pleasure. You've been listening to Badass Women's Hour. If you like the show, then help more people find us. You can tag us or talk to us on social media using at Badass Women's Hour. Or you can be really lovely and leave us a review and a rating. Five stars, please. It helps boost us up the podcast rankings and allows other people to find us. We'll be back next week with more Badass Guests and in-depth chat. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.